You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Alan. Alan, welcome. Uh, you know, I was getting a, a, a kick out of that guy that yells, gentlemen, start your engines. I mean, he's just bursting at the lungs. I love it. Good morning, everybody. It's Dave's Corner Garage. We're coming to you live and somewhat clear. And uh, it's Saturday morning, and we're having uh, a really interesting show today. We're going to be all over the place. Adam Rumpel is going to join us from Drive Festival. That's on next week. Uh, it's the Canadian version of the Goodwood Festival. That's where he got the idea, and it's about time we got outside. And that, I think, means no mess. I think that's right, Al? I'm not sure. I would imagine so. Um yeah, you're outside. You know, long as you're socially distanced, there shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's time we got outside. Hopefully, the weather holds up. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sport is—it's um, known for the weather being uh, raining and things like that. But it's a great track. Been around it many times. Uh, I think there's only about four corners I haven't crashed on. So um, I like that place. It's have really you, super. But have you been there in the last couple of years? Because they've—they've they've added all kinds of smaller tracks within the big one. You know. Yeah, they used to only have one stock car track, and then they had a practice track, but they've done a lot of money, a lot of spending money there. Mm-hmm. So it's good stuff, good stuff. It's about time, you know, like uh, it's gone through four or five owners. Do they have like, uh, do they have like real toilets now? Because, you know, they used to, they just used to have Johnny on the spots back in the 70s, and, and, and the so people terrible. used to get so mad they would burn them down. That is true. <laughs> yeah. I remember they had a hill. If they didn't make it up the hill, they burned the car. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that was the bottom of turn uh, three, I think it was. They, if they didn't make it up the hill, they the crowd would grab the car and they'd light it on fire. So well, I think um, there's going to be a hill climb going on this weekend too, coming up. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> Hopefully, the fire department is standing by. So uh, we're also going to be talking with Summit Kapoor of uh, Young Steel's Ford and Lincoln, and we're going to be talking about Broncos. Uh, escape, timber lines, all kinds of stuff, and what's going on with the car industry now that we're going through a chip shortage. Mm. So, um, but this isn't chips this, going- but this isn't the same Bronco that 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 OJ escaped in, is it? No, this is a really hot, hot model, and <laughs> uh, you know the, they they have some in stock apparently. So, uh, if you're interested in that car, uh, they, they I think they've got a few of them in stock that they can deliver. So it's good stuff. That's great. most of the stuff is is you know. Because of the chip shortage, there's a lack of cars. Mm-hmm. And there's some there's an interesting in the industry. They're talking about making dealerships just representatives and not actually having to buy the cars that they sell, but just take orders for the factory. So it's a new new method of uh, selling cars that's going through the industry. So we'll see if that works. Mm-hmm. It's a European model. And we're going to be talking about uh, the OPP with Carrie Schmidt. Uh, it's a long weekend, so I'm sure we're going to get a talking to about slowing down and i wanted to talk to him about uh gas stations uh where people buy gas and take off 
mean they like so, like Phil and Flea, eat and Phil run. And Flea. Is that what it's called? Is that what Phil and Flea? Is that what it's called? Phil and Flea, yeah, for sure. Interesting. So we're going to talk about that. Actually, the gas station we own, we have cameras that actually take a picture of the license plates as these guys pull out. And if there's somebody that, that filled and fleed, uh, they have a head start on trying to find them. So it's actually theft under 5000 and uh, could include jail time. You never know. You know, you and, never um, know. I mean, but I got to tell you, too, though, that, you know, I, I use a card, right? And and sometimes it doesn't process, and then it'll let you start pumping gas. Your assumption is is that it's it's already on the card. But if you just mm-hmm. what happens if you just put the nozzle back and took off? I mean, would they have grounds to charge you? Where you're going? I have a credit card, and and uh, it's not my fault the machine didn't take it. I don't think that's the case. I think it's the case where they pump the gas and then run away. <laughs> okay. So uh, and of course, inside turns it on. We got to go, Dave. The music's playing. We're going to get okay. in. We're going to talk about a crown promotion, too, where you're going to win some floor mats and a, a free application. That's great. But after the break, Dave and I will be back. We'll be talking cars and the stars that drive them. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. <laughs> This is Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Alan Gelman, and with me is Dave Renniger on the other line. Dave, how's the weather up at uh, Cottage Country? And not at the cottage. We're actually in Toronto today. So we're in the Toronto studio, and uh, the weather is, I don't know, I have no windows. (laughs) (laughs) Our house is a a townhouse, so uh, we have windows in the front, windows in the back, and that's as much as it goes. But it looks okay. I could hear your wife just going, Dave, put on a jacket. I know, I hear it. <laughs> I hear everything she says. Not that I act on everything she says, but I do hear everything she says. Actually, so good. My, mine was right this week. I mean, not that she isn't all the time, but same thing. You know, we had a, a long spell of hot weather. I was wearing short pants to work. And on Thursday, she said, I think I'd put long pants on if I were you. And I didn't. Yes, and yes. I froze my kishnookies there. Your kanungas. There you go. Um, we should talk about a crown promotion that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can win a crown application, a set of crown floor mats, and uh, a car care kit. I think a value of about 250 bucks. Wow. And it's all yours. We have five to give away. Mm-hmm. And what do they do, Al? How do they get on? They have to go to Dave's Quarter Garage and uh, enter your name, and you could win a prize. Yeah. Davescornergarage.com. The entry forms are there. You can even do it on your cell phone. It's really easy. And enter the contest. There's five chances to win. And um, we have a lot of contests. You know, this this was the summer of contests. And we have another one coming up after this, which will be uh, tires. We're going to give away tires from Triangle Tire. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and you'll put them on. I'd be happy to. And uh, there we go. And of course, we always get that question Is it a good time of the year to get my car sprayed? It's always a good time. Yes, it is. It's actually better in the summer and the warm weather because it flows better. All right. Okay. It was a good week for emails. We got four major emails. I don't know if we'll get to them all, mm-hmm. but the best one that, that I saw was when I take my car in for service to the shop, they lend me one of their cars. Whose insurance covers the loaner? Well, if you bring your car to Glenelg Motors, uh, up and down to you, four one six 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 five six three, we have loaner cars, and 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 to be truthful, they're not pretty cars. They're just beaters. They're old cars that we loan folks. We just ask them to replace the gas, and of course, drive it easy. Okay, it's just for you to get to work. You know, if you're going to go home, don't give it to your teenager to beat up on. It's just to get you home and back. Um, we have our own insurance that covers them. 
Um, it's limited. We really don't even have collision coverage, you know, because for the most part, they're only $300 cars to begin with. But, uh, yeah. but you were saying earlier that it, it, you, can, you, can have, you can have their insurance cover it. How do they yeah. do that? Well, a couple of things. It's called a, a 27 endorsement. Uh, Freddie from uh, my used to be my insurance agent, Freddie DeFrancesco, told us this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ask for a 27 endorsement on your insurance policy, and it actually covers your rental cars. So if you go down to Florida when it ever opens up, or wherever you rent a car, you don't have to take their insurance. You actually put this 27 endorsement on there, and they cover the rental car. Well, that's great. All right. So, uh, and I wonder if your credit card would cover it too. You know, your your credit card. Uh, Covers insurance on on loaners. So that's what it is. Uh, But, you know, the downside was we used to get uh, traffic cameras. Uh, We used to get uh, $300 fines come through from the traffic cameras from people who used our cars. And 407 charges, we used to get that. Oh, that's another. we're being nice guys, and we get uh, fornicated. That's another warning sign that we have in our car. It says, please do not use the 407. We don't care that you that you use it, but don't use it in my car unless you have your transponder because, yeah, you know, and, and people, it, it, it's, it's embarrassing for everybody. You know, someone comes in, they bring in their car, they drop maybe 500 bucks, and all of a sudden they get a $10 fee on the 407. It's embarrassing. I mean, why should I eat it? But at the same time, I feel bad calling them. So it's just better for everybody. Just don't use it. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes they, I mean, in our, in our history, I think we lost three cars due to accident damage. Or, or or theft, so uh, things like that happen. So and now they've got the the, the speeding cameras, right? So uh, yeah, and those are big fines, big time. So I ain't eating that, that's for sure. So bottom line is, if we loan you a car, we're nice enough, and there's no charge. Don't charge us, right? And bring it back with the same amount of gas you took it away in. Okay, <laughs> okay. email number two. Yeah. I had lost the key to my Jeep Liberty. The dealer charged me 125 bucks to cut a replacement. I guess it was an older car. I was blown away. What happened to the $3 key? Should have gone to the hardware store. But I, I'm guessing in this case they didn't have a spare because normally all you're yeah. doing is you know copying the original key. And in the old days, a, a key blank was just that. It was just a piece of metal. Nowadays, your key fob... If, first of all, if it's just a basic key, it's going to have a computer chip in it for security reasons to make mm-hmm. sure that nobody else can steal your car easily. Then, of course, the fancier ones have you know your door opening thing and your trunk release on the same fob, and those things can cost up to four or five hundred dollars. Didn't you say you lost one on your fancy car, Dave? Well, what happened is my wife has a Mercedes and she has a problem of keeping keys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where, where what happens, but she comes home and she just puts it anywhere and it bothers me. So I bought her insurance. So what, what do you mean, key insurance? Key, key insurance. It cost me 500 bucks. She's already lost one key. So I've already made back my $500. But the reality is um, I, I come home, I put my key on the boards. The first thing I do, she does it. She throws it on the table, then wonders where it is. So what I did is I bought her what's called an AirTag from uh, Apple. Yep. And it'll find your keys. All you do is look at your phone, and it'll tell you where your keys are. There you go. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. After the break, we're going to be going out to Bowmanville. Well, not necessarily to Bowmanville, but we're going to be talking about a great drive festival that's happening there. And we'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. This is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman. With me is Dave Redinger at the Toronto studio. Uh, he yes. Didn't, he didn't head up to the lake. I guess you were worried about all the traffic, were you? 
no, you know what? I, I my kids are up there, and there's lots of noise, and I just wanted to be quiet this weekend. So, so. <laughs> and they said, Dad, maybe you'll just stay home. <laughs> yeah, leave your credit card. Then my card daughter, here. then my daughter baked chocolate cookies, and I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna head down east on the Highway 401, and we're gonna head ourselves to Bowmanville, where next weekend at the Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, formerly known as Mosport, is the Drive Festival. And on the line, we've got Adam Rupel. And Adam, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Dave, take it away. Well, Adam, you got the idea from Goodwood, which is in the, in England. It's this festival that goes on uh, speed speed hill and uh, hill climb and car show. It, it's a great festival. And, and thank you for bringing this to, to uh, Canada. Well, thank you guys for having me on the show. And yeah, I went over there uh, back in 2017 and 2018. Actually, sorry, 2018 and 2019 to check out uh, Goodwood Festival Speed. And if you're into automobiles, racing, exotic cars, whatever, and you go to that event, you're just like mesmerized by how exciting it is. Yeah, they do actually a hill climb and you're doing one too. Uh, You're taking it at the bottom of the hill of four and then running it up through the grandstand. Yeah, it's actually funny enough, it's about the same length as the one at Goodwood. Um, but we don't have hay bales on the side because that, that regulation is not allowed in Canada. Um, but we're safetying the track to go backwards, and it's been done before a few times, actually. Interesting. So uh, McLaren is, is helping. Uh, Faf Motors is helping. You've got quite a bit of a, a sponsors. Um, if you go on your website, what is it, September the 10th it starts? Yeah, September the 10th to the 12th, so Friday, um, Saturday, Sunday. And, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're super pumped and super excited. We have a lot of good sponsors this year and, uh, um, for a first year event, um, and, uh, everything's coming together. A lot of, uh, really cool cars showing up as well. Yeah. I see that the Haggerty's there and that's, that's a major player in, uh, in the classic car field. So I imagine you're going to have classic cars coming out there too. Oh yeah. We've got, uh, cars from the, uh, fifties. 60s, you know, 70s and 80s, and all all the way up to the brand new stuff. Uh, funny enough, I I just met with one of the owners about a week and a half ago. who's bringing out his uh, Porsche um, 356A, um, wow. and uh, he was like, "Do you want to take it for a drive?" I'm like, "Oh, sure." So I took his uh, 1959 uh, 356 out for a, a little spin. It was awesome. Interesting stuff. So um, you can only buy tickets online or you can buy tickets at the door. There was an article this morning. Actually, you got a great article in the Toronto uh, Stars wheel section this morning. Norris wrote it, and uh, it describes that you have to buy tickets online. Is that true? Yep. Yeah, we're we're pushing everybody to purchase tickets online for um, a number of reasons, including some COVID reasons and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, basically, just go to our website at drivefestival.com drivefestival.com and you can buy your tickets online what happens if i show up out there without without a ticket can i still get in or is well yeah i mean if if we have tickets left um then you can you can purchase right on your phone you'll just hit a qr code and purchase it on site so i didn't realize that you're you're restricted to the amount of people that can come in well, I mean, yeah, we're we we're at 75% capacity. Um we, you know, uh, bottom line is uh yeah, we're 75% capacity um with festivals and that sort of thing. Yeah, but the that place is like acres and acres and acres. Exactly. So, we, so we have quite a bit of space. <laughs> exactly. Now, one of the things I saw on your website, you said that your philosophy is that cars are a lot more exciting when driven. But the question is driven by whom? 
<laughs> well, they're, they're the cars that are coming, the expensive cars and all of the classic cars are driven by the owners or professional drivers. Right. They're not, um, it's not like you can buy a ticket and uh, come drive the Pagani <laughs> up the hill. So you don't have a bumper car thing there or nothing like that? Well, actually, what we ha- we do have uh, we have three test tracks. Mm-hmm. So with manufacturers, um, we have some manufacturers on each of the test tracks, and most of the, actually the test drives. We sent out a, an email on the test drives a couple of days ago, and they, all the ones that are booked online all got booked in a, less than a day. So people were really uh, excited about uh, test driving on one of our three tracks. Super, but those are all taken now. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, there will be some walk-in opportunities um, as well. So we cert- the manufacturers have some walk-up opportunities, kind of first-come, first-served basis on those tracks. And you can go for a hot lap with um, uh, in an, an, autocross, uh, an autocross circuit. So if you make a donation to charity, you can actually get a hot lap, um, hot lap on an autocross course. All right, we got to wrap it up, Adam. Just uh, the Drive Festival, drivefestival.com. That's the best place to get your information? Yeah, perfect. All right, thank you for joining. Uh, we'll see you next weekend, 10th, 11th, and 12th. Mosport, oops, sorry, the Canadian Tire <laughs> Motorsport Park, formerly known as Mosport. It's only about an hour from the city. Even quicker if you take the 407, but don't do it in my loaner car, please. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back after the break. We're going to be heading north on Young Street. In fact, we're going all the way to Steeles. Stick around to find out. We'll be right back. All right, we're just about at the city limits. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're heading up Young Street. We're headed to Steeles, and just north of Steeles, on the west side, is Young Mm -hmm. Steeles Ford Lincoln. Take it away, Dave. Well, we're going to be talking to Summit Kapoor, who is the sales manager at uh, Young Steel's Lincoln Ford. I was almost left out the Lincolns. <laughs> good morning. How are you, Summit? Morning, guys. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good stuff. So we have a uh, Bronco, which is the hottest item going. But besides Bronco, we have the new Maverick Hybrid coming out. Tell us yep. about that. A lot of people are walking in the showroom asking all sorts of questions when the truck will be available and what exactly is the engine. So the standard engine these guys are bringing in 2.5 hybrid. It is uh, going to get you a mileage of about 6 liters per 100 kilometers, which is unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's smart car territory. Yep, and that's the standard engine on the vehicle. So is every one of those a hybrid, though, or the hybrid is a separate option that you're able to buy? Hybrid, hybrid is a standard option, and if you want the Lariat, then you can go for a gas engine. Oh, wow. So so, yep. this, so the base car comes with as a hybrid. That's great. Yep. And it's very, very fuel efficient from the reports I've been getting. Now, is the bed quite large? Can a, can a, uh, a working guy use it, or is this mostly for mom picking up groceries? It's mostly for personal use, but, if, I mean, if it's like a small work, yes, yeah, small job, you can use it. It's smaller than Ranger. It's bigger than a normal SUV. Great, Dave. What's the price point? Like, whereabouts does it come on the, on the hierarchy? I was doing some rough calculations, and my calculations suggest that it'll be around low 200s every two weeks on the payment for a three or a four years lease. So give or take, call it under 500 a month for sure. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. So is this one that's that we'll get in 2020, 20, sorry, 2021, or is this at 2022? That's the model year 2022. So it'll be arriving probably in spring of 2022. A little earlier than that. We are expecting. Oh, good. 
That's good stuff. Um, the other one that's new is the Bronco. You have some in stock. You have comparably convertibles in stock. Yes, we have Bronco soft tops available now. We have about six to seven units which are on the ground available for customers to purchase. Interesting. So uh, you've got cars for delivery, and that puts you in a unique spot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we have delivered a few, and people are just loving it. I drove, I drove Bronco myself, and I expected my expectation while I was getting into that car that it'll be kind of an off-road ride, a bumpy ride, but it is very smooth. The suspension on Broncos is amazing. Well, there is a number of different order. There's a, uh, there, but there's many different options, eh? I mean, you can you can yep. you know do it up however you like. Um, yep. I guess I guess the base one, as you say, is quite smooth. But uh, there is some off-road features as well, correct? Yep, you can get a Sasquatch package for 35-inch tires. I drove the one with 33-inch tires, and it was very good ride. Wow. Sasquatch. There we go, yeah. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call some of our nurses. Anyways, uh, <laughs> the question for you. Uh, if I, I'm coming into you and I'm buying, a, say, a Bronco, but you can't deliver it to me, but what happens to my trade? I mean, my trade has a certain value at the time of the deal, and when now we deliver the car, what happens to the value of the trade? How do you adjust that? See, we are sharing this with the clients that your trade is worth so much money as of today. If you wish, you can trade your vehicle back in early if you have a you know substitute vehicle or a spare vehicle at home to drive so that you mm-hmm. don't lose out the value. But we also tell them if you don't have a spare vehicle, we can always adjust your trade based on the future market value. If a client is okay with that, we go ahead and we sign up the deal. Interesting. So what happens if the trade goes up because used car values are going up because of the chip shortage? Yeah, but again, the, the the market is so critical right now. If the chip supply and the vehicle supply is in abundance, then the trade values will go down all of a sudden. Right. And, and if it doesn't, it goes the other way. So it it, goes it, the it, other that, way. So basically, the bottom line is we adjust the deal at the time of delivery. At the time of the delivery, when we actually have the unit physically available to give it to the client. Interesting. Okay. The other thing was, was you have a new line called Timberline coming out with the Escape. Uh, with the Explorer. Explorer, sorry. They're, they're bringing Explorer Timberline. It's a specific uh, off-road kind of looking vehicle. It has a totally different suspension. It is based on Explorer XLT kind of platform. So it will have features on the lines with the XLT. It's not a luxury Explorer. But it has all the aggressive features to take the vehicle off-road for camping. Interesting. Yeah. And when would that arrive? It should be 2022. And then Ford is bringing something else. Ford is going to bring a new model, Explorer ST line in XLTs as well. It will look like Explorer ST, but it will have the engine of Explorer XLT. Now, these are six cylinders or four cylinders? Uh, these are four cylinders. Four cylinders with turbo, I imagine. Yes, four cylinders with turbo. Fascinating. Yeah. So that'll be uh, uh, that's that's like two hundred fifty horsepower to three hundred yeah. horsepower. Yes. So yeah. isn't it amazing to get that kind of horsepower? We used to use, use a, a, a four hundred six or a four twenty eight or whatever. And now we're doing it out of four cylinders. It's absolutely amazing the technology. See now with the gas prices going up every single day. I think the companies and the consumers, they're becoming aware of smaller engines with the turbos. Everybody wants to save money on gas. Alan, you want to talk? I was just going to say, they actually have three-cylinder engines now as well. Yep, our escapes are three-cylinders. <laughs> yeah, there, did you know that, Dave? 
I didn't know that at all. <laughs> it's a three-cylinder engine. <laughs> and I remember when Brian took one out for uh, Brian took out um, the Escape for uh, test drive, and he was saying it's still that three-cylinder still develops about about 150 horsepower. Yep. Yeah, crazy. But they're doing that again to get mileage, as uh, as Summit was saying. Now, do you have vehicles in stock right now? Yep. We have uh, a decent inventory of Explorers available. Mm -hmm. We have uh, a handful of Escapes, Edges. Now Broncos are starting to roll in. A couple of F-150s here and there. Yes, factory orders are landing. But again, we are trying to find the right vehicle. You know, when a customer comes in and they look for something, they need something right away. We try our best to find them the right vehicle, closest match to what they need. Well, you're the biggest in Canada, are you not? Yes, sir. There you go. So you've got a lot of vehicles that you can get the source from. Super. Yep. Dave? Yeah, he's, he's actually got three stores you can, you can choose from. And, and now a lot of people are walking in with their reservation IDs on F-150 Lightning as well. Existing okay. F-150 customers, they really want to move into uh, all-electric pickup trucks. Really? Yep. I'm really surprised that the blue-collar guys, you know, I would have thought that they're still old mentality, but, but you're saying they're moving into electronic, electric, uh, you know, battery-powered trucks, which is great. I mean, if you think about it, for the most part, all they're doing is they're, they're going out to work and they're coming home. They plug it in when they get home, and then uh, mm -hmm. they're going to save lots of money on gasoline. Yeah. See, if you're not towing something really heavy and you're going from point A to point B to just supervise jobs or carrying light materials, an electric pickup truck can do wonders for you. You know, there's a story in YouTube where this guy worked for Ford, took one of those electric trucks home. The power failed. He plugged it in, and they did their wedding. They got married with yep. the power from the e-truck, which I think yeah. is a fascinating story. I, I read that article. I think two guys were Ford employees. They had both the trucks, and they powered the whole venue. Isn't it correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely yep. correct. They powered yep. the, It was a wedding, and they powered the whole wedding out of the truck. Yeah. So it's amazing. And, and it's got two trunks, one in the front. And the bed in the back. Yep. 7.2 kilovolt battery. That's, that's a lot of power juice. That's a lot of juice, to be honest. Interesting. So now, when if I order one today, when would I expect to get that? Um, somewhere towards fall 2022. That would be my uh, you know expectation from Ford, keeping in mind that there's a serious delay in production for all the units. Yeah, because of the, of the shortage of chips. And I think yeah. the first 20,000 sold in like 15 minutes. Yep. And I'm assuming uh, the first year production will be very limited. And then 2023, they will go full scale production on the Lightning. And that'll just, I, I predict that'll just be the beginning of it. And you'll see the same technology and everything else that Ford builds. Yep. But All right. I'm, I'm expecting a lot more vehicles to come in hybrid and uh, the same electric because uh, we recently uh, found some information that Lincoln is going to bring uh, an all-electric vehicle as well. Correct. Compete yes, with, I... you know, BMW, Mercedes and everybody else in the market in that segment. Lincoln is bringing electric vehicles as well. All right. Now you heard them. Lincoln and Young Steels, Ford, Lincoln. They've got some great vehicles. Ask for Summit. When you go up there, he'll do, give you a great break on a vehicle and just tell them Dave sent you. This is Dave's Corner Garage. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. We'll be back with uh, OPP Sergeant Kerry Schmidt right after this break. Thank you, Summit. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and uh, we've got Kerry Schmidt on the phone. You'd, you'd think, you know, with all the traffic, how could anybody speed? Did they figure out a place to do it, Kerry? Well, you know what? Uh, highways are uh, moving uh 
pretty well in a lot of places right now. There might be some slowdowns uh, where everyone's heading up to the beach, but uh, you know, there's lots of areas, and, and we see far too many drivers. And I'll tell you, aggressive driving, speeding, number one killer on the roads. 176 people dead already this year, and, uh, and that is just absolutely tragic. 47 of them died because of speeding or aggressive driving. Uh, We've got, we got to slow down. I know everyone wants to get out there and enjoy their cars and, and see what their cars are made of, but go to a track. It's easy to do that. Have some fun. You know, compete against your buddies, but don't compete against minivans and transport trucks. <laughs> That's for sure. Dave? Well, I was going to say that sometimes you don't have a choice. I mean, the guy's right on your bumper, so you move over, and that guy's on your bumper. Uh, they all want to go fast. I mean, <clears throat> we come back from the cottage. It starts at 115. Everybody's doing 115. Then all of a sudden, you get to Aurora, and everybody's doing 125. And then you get a little further south, and if you're not doing 130, they run over you. It's, it's sometimes the traffic just wants to go. Yeah, you know, with multi-lanes, we do get uh, higher speeds. We get people in a panic. You know, everyone's trying to squeeze out every last drop of summer before we get into mm-hmm. September and back to school and back to work. But, uh, again, if you have a concern, an aggressive driver, road rage, uh, there's something happening that needs police uh, intervention, call star OPP if you're on a highway or 911 in an emergency. Um, when you call on the cell phone, star OPP, which is star 677, it'll put you right to our communicators, our dispatchers in the comp centers, and they will get an officer uh, you know, on their way to provide whatever assistance. If you've broken down, if you need help, uh, you need uh, you know any kind of emergency response, uh, we are there ready to help. Uh, but we just need everyone as well to think about how they're sharing the road and if they're not sharing the road they shouldn't be on the road exactly you know i'm still amazed that there are people that drive without seatbelts because i know that in a lot of cases a lot of these deaths are caused simply by that people's lack yeah, of exactly use. and that's one of the big four 22 of those people that died this year weren't wearing their seatbelts, and that might have been the difference between life and death just like life jackets if you're on the water uh we've had uh, we had 23 people die in uh, marine fatalities and nearly wow. all of them we're not wearing life jackets, and, and just put it on, wear it. It's going to save your life. A helmet on an ATV or motorcycle, it'll, it'll save your melon from, from hitting the ground or hitting a rock or hitting a tree because, uh, you know, it's unforgiving, and uh, the results can be tragic. Actually, this is not obviously within LPP's jurisdiction, but I was we were talking about electric bicycles before, and, uh, you know, some of them go up to 50 kilometers an hour, and I see those characters without helmets. I mean, that's stupid, eh? Yeah, well, do you know what? And hey, do you know what? We uh, put, uh, police every area where there's not a municipal police service. So the smaller towns, rural Ontario, you know, there's bylaws regarding e-bikes and electric bikes and where you use them. Are you allowed to drive on the sidewalk? Are you allowed to drive on the roads? Or do you need to be 16? How fast can they go? Do you have to wear a helmet? Uh, there's a lot of different uh, criteria that you need to understand. Uh, some of that's on the Highway Traffic Act. A lot of that is in the local bylaws of where these e-bikes are uh, permitted to be operated. Right. And I think, you know, now that COVID is maybe subsiding, I'd like to think so, uh, way more traffic, way, way more cars on the road, eh? Well, I, what's going to happen on Tuesday morning after Labor Day? Uh, I know there's a lot of companies that are calling their employees back to work. 
We've been working yep. from home, working remotely, uh, staying out of contact, uh, but a lot of that's changing. So over the next uh, month, I would suspect we're going to see a lot of traffic volumes that we've seen in years past, not like last year when uh, the highways were wide open or, or very, very limited uh, you know, volumes, uh, essential workers, commercial truck traffic. Um, you know, get ready for traffic jams, get ready for congestion, give yourself time. And if you run out of time, don't be driving aggressively trying to weave through traffic because that's only going to result in uh, tragedy, heartbreak, or disappointment. Yeah, that's great news. As a matter of fact, we had CAA on last week, and they were talking about, you know, watching out for the kids, eh? Because kids are going to be going back to school. You're going to be dropping them off. A lot of cases, they're going to be wearing masks, and their visibility is going to be limited by those. Yeah, for sure. But you know, watch out for those school buses. Again, Tuesday morning, there's going to be these yellow chrome school buses all over the all over the province. You know, stop, when that stop arm is out, that stop sign is light lit, and the lights are flashing. You've got to stop if you're coming approaching from the back or approaching from the front. Uh, you need to let those kids board. They want to see their friends, and you know, they may not be watching out for traffic. So it's your responsibility to make sure you're doing what you can to keep everybody safe. There you go. I have a question, too. You know, I see people stop, but when, when an emergency vehicle is coming, I, I, I know to get out of the way and, and pull over, but you don't have to come to a full stop necessarily, do you? Well, you know, yeah, it does say when you're, um, you know, coming up or you're, you see flashing emergency vehicles, you know, pull to the right and stop as the, you may not have a time to stop by the time they get here, depending on their speed. But uh, if you're moving, you know, it could be confusing for the first responders. If you're in cities with uh, lots of streets and intersections and driveways, they don't know where you're going, and they need to be extra cautious. So if you come to a full stop, you know they know that you're not going to be a hazard for them because everyone is unpredictable. They're kind of keeping an eye on everybody. So, uh, yeah, just stay out of their way. They're going to be by you in a couple of seconds, and um, yeah, and then you can move, get along on your way. You're not going to uh, slow down. And I see drivers trying to sneak up behind cars and follow police cars or ambulances. Like, don't, don't uh, tailgate anybody. It just causes all kinds of anxiety uh, for other people, and it causes uh, a lot of uh, concerns for, for traffic. All right, we got to run. Star OPP if people see somebody else doing something dumb on the road. That's it. Anytime, <laughs> call us. That'll put you right in contact with our comp centers, and we'll get an officer's dispatch to provide whatever assistance you need. But please, you know, be careful, be safe, share the road, and be kind to one another. Gary, hats off to you and all your other people out there working for the OPP and all the police out there. Have yourself a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Happy Labor Day. Thanks. Bye-bye. This <laughs> Bye-bye. is I'm Alan, and that was Dave. Laugh- was that you chuckling in the back, Dave? Just a little chuckle. <laughs> we be. didn't talk about bicycles, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, one of your favorite topics. Got to run. Maybe we can talk about it when we come back from this break. This is Dave's okay. Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Well, if you're a baseball fan, you know what the ninth inning is, and that's where we are right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're getting down to the short strokes. we got to get out of here in a little bit. Uh, you know, we had Summit Kapoor on, and he was talking about hybrid vehicles, but there's also full electric vehicles. Dave, are you ready for one of those? Well, you know, they're in a small portion of the market, but they've sold a ton of vehicles. And I have a list of the top 10 vehicles that sold in 2001 so far. These are full-on electric they, uh, ones, right? This is full electric, no uh, no hybrid, no gasoline engine, okay. no range extender. That's what they call it, range <laughs> extender. So the best-selling hybrid, sorry, the best-selling EV is the Tesla Model Y, mm-hmm. and that is their, I guess, their SUV model. 
Um, I've driven that and it's phenomenal. I mean, it's so quick. Uh, it's so quiet and it's, it's actually super, how should I say, uh, futuristic inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous piece of equipment. The state sold 81,000 of those things in the U.S. These are U.S. numbers mm-hmm. uh, in the first uh, six months of this year. The next one, Model 3, that's their cheaper version. Uh, I think it's around $50,000. Uh, again, they sold 56,000 of those in the U.S. Chevy Bolt. Uh, is the next one up twenty thousand, and that's just before the uh, battery fiasco, where they've now said not to actually use the vehicle, uh, don't charge it, don't use it, don't touch it till we replace or redo the batteries or the uh, uh, computer programming in it. Question. And the next one. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sure. Well, if they give me a stop driving order, can can I stop paying my lease? What's the deal there? I don't know how that works, but it should be. <laughs> you won't let me drive the car. Why do I have to pay for it? And you know what? It, it's the reality is what happens if the car loses all its value because it's so uh, unreliable? Who takes the loss? The owner. That's right, because they calculate right? that at the beginning of the thing when they try to figure out what the residual value is. And that's correct. You know, and if it if it turns out it's not a safe vehicle and and its value drops in the toilet, ugh, what do you got left? Anyways, next mm-hmm. next on your list, uh, Mustang E Mac E. Yes, just came out. And it's already number four in the uh, hit list. They sold 11,000 of them. They actually outsold the original Mustang. So uh, well accepted by the by the motor public. Okay. Nissan Leaf is next. Volkswagen ID4. Porsche Cayenne. I mean, that's a $150,000 car, and they sold 5,000 of them. Electric ones. Electric ones. Audi e-tron. They sold 5,000 of those. Uh, Hyundai Kona. Uh, 4,000 of those, and Nikia Nitro, uh, 2,800. So EVs are actually selling, but not as far as, uh, you know, the gas is still out there. I mean, the reality is people aren't ready to take the chance of range anxiety, which still exists. Well, you have to look at what you're using the vehicle for. Like, what's its purpose? Like, we were talking earlier about the electric pickup trucks. Well, those Mm -hmm. guys are staying in the city. They go to a job site. They come back every day. And and it, same thing with a car. If you're just using a car basically as a grocery getter, or you're going to drive to work in you know every day, then a full-on electric car is fine. I mean, the hybrid is a good idea, especially for someone like you, Dave. For example, you know, first of all, you're used to you got blood running, you got gasoline running yes. through the veins, right? Um, but at the same time, you don't ever have to worry about running out, running out of gas, perhaps. But um, you know, there's always a, that backup power there. So would, yep. would, you'd feel better with that. Well, you know, there's companies coming out now which will come and road service your electric car. So if you run out of battery, they will come and charge you up at the side of the road. They're just starting to come out now. Yeah. So uh, that's one answer to your question. The second answer is maybe carry a, a generator with you <laughs> Right. charge yourself up. But uh, the bottom line is uh, they probably will see two type of cars, one that's a city car, another car that you use when you go on long distance. When you talk to the to the gas guys, the guys that are selling gasoline, they're telling you that it'll never go out of date. They'll always come up with something new, maybe a cleaner fluid uh, or something. But the reality is for rural, I mean, can you imagine a, a combine in the middle of a field that runs out of electricity? What are you going to do? It's, really? it's right. There are products there that have to run on fuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like you can run out there with a 4,000 foot extension cord to, char- you know, <laughs> yeah. to back it and up. And charge them up. Exactly. Right? Yep. So, 
So do want to remind everybody that we have a contest going on, the crown contest. You get a crown, you get a set of floor mats, which are really great mats. I use them. Uh, they really soap up the snow. The snow. Mm-hmm. And uh, $250 includes also the car care kit. Yeah, it's a great value. And I want to thank our guests, of course. We're going to go to the dryfestival.com if you want more information from that. Yep. Thank Adam Rupel for joining us. Summit Kapoor from Young Steel's Ford Lincoln. They got cars. If you need a new one, go see them. want to thank mm-hmm. Gary Schmidt, our uh, resident police officer, for doing a great job every weekend. And uh, that's it. Thank you, Dave, for uh, joining us today. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. And uh, I always enjoy doing our Saturday morning get-togethers. It's great. And our pal Carlos here, the technical guy behind the counter. We want to thank him as well. He makes the magic happen. It does. Radio magic. It's amazing. eh? (laughs) All right. I am Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors up and down. You're welcome to give me a call. Dave Redinger is there at DaveRedinger.com. And uh, that's it. Dave's Corner Garage. You need to get in touch with us. Dave? I was was just going to say, we haven't said hello to our audience in a long time. So we'd like to say hello to Steve, who's listening in and managing the show. Well, guess what? It's time to (laughs) say bye. Bye, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye, everyone. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.